Hello, and welcome to another engaging episode of Cyber Speaks Live, the InfoSec podcast recorded in front of a live online audience, giving you, the community, a voice that can be heard around the world. We're live Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And now it's time for your host, Duncan Macklin. Hello, everyone. My name is Duncan Macklin, and I am your host for Cyber Speaks Live. And this is another edition of our weekly episode focusing on information security, cybersecurity, and all the things that matter to our community and really helping give you, our community members, a voice that could be heard around the world. Joining us tonight, actually, you know what, before I even get into our guest for this evening, I really need to take a moment to just say thank you once again to Marcus Carey, the CEO of Threat Care and co-author of the Tribe of Hackers book. Um, just last week, as part of this whole Tribe of Hackers movement, now here, for those of you that are just listening in later or this evening and not seeing the video, this is a copy of the book in hand, personally autographed by the two key co-authors, Marcus Carey and Jennifer Jin, or uh, Jen Jin. I cannot tell you what's what's going on in this community focused around this book, but if you're not familiar with Tribe of Hackers, this is basically 70 different influential people in cybersecurity, each giving their feedback to the same 14 questions. And this is actually, a, a spawn from the Tribe of Mentors book that Marcus Carey picked up his reading through it and thought, you know, we are a tribe and, you know, we have our own language, we have our own skills and our own hunters and gatherers, right? And all this stuff and decided to put out a version of it, focus on hacking and cybersecurity and everything that goes into it. And you get 70 different unique perspectives on what their responses were to those same 14 questions. It's great reading, um, very inspiring. But what took place last week is really a growth, a, a kind of a movement around this book. And it was a Tribe of Hackers Summit that was held in Austin. Uh, I believe it was last Thursday. Great event. If you're interested, uh, you can you can stream the entire six and a half hours of just incredible speaker presentations from YouTube. So you can find that from the Threat Care website, threatcare.com forward slash tribe hyphen of hyphen hackers. So check that out. But again, big thank you to Marcus Carey uh, for you know, taking a chance and, and being the very first guest co-host on this show. So again, big round of applause to him. So tonight, uh, you know, I, I'm really going big and trying to, to go after the biggest and the best that I can think of in this industry. And as you start to see the rest of the lineup unfold, you're going to, you're going to realize the vision that I have for this podcast and being able to get you guys in front of these influential people in cybersecurity and be able to ask them the questions that you have and open up that dialogue and really, like I said at the start, have a voice that can be heard around the world and be able to you know, gain insights, but also being able to provide valuable feedback to some of these folks. Tonight, I wanted to keep the the theme of that grassroots movement and who I invited to follow in after Marcus Carey. I'm a, and you heard me say this last week, I, I am a huge proponent of the community and supporting the community, building that community, having local uh, user groups, building conferences out of those user groups. And I've been so blessed in my career to be able to help in that regard. Tonight, I've invited the team from B-Side San Antonio, which is one of my favorite, favorite B-Sides events around the country. I'm not gonna take away from their contributions to this show and what they have to say about B-Sides, B-Sides San Antonio, what it all means, what it is. 
all of that. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce each of the team members that's taken time out of their week to sit down, not only talk with me, but to talk with you. So remember, if you have questions, go ahead and use that chat panel right now. Everyone should be on mute. If you're not on mute, please do mute yourselves. And we'll open it up as soon as, you know, we've kind of finished our back and forth with the B-Sides team members, and you will be able to ask any of those questions. But I don't want you to feel like you have to wait till the end. If you have a burning question, something that really is pertinent to what we're talking about, jump in there, unmute yourself and go ahead and join in the conversation. Like I said, this is about you. It's not about us. All right. So with that in mind, uh, let's go ahead and do our introductions. So who exactly do we have joining us from the B-Side San Antonio team? Um, guys, go ahead, introduce yourselves. I think maybe for just, you know, sanity's sake, let's go ahead in alphabetical order, which I think also allows me to be a gentleman and go ladies first. So, uh, Chelsea, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank there she me. is. Awesome. So glad to have you with us. Uh, Chelsea, if you would go ahead and help our listeners get to know you just a little bit better. Uh, now you're known as the Dr. Pinky on Twitter now, right? Correct. Okay. Can you tell me what that's all about? Yeah, sure. So if you've seen me around, around town, um, you'll notice that I have bright pink hair. <laughs> but if you don't see me and you see a relatively short girl with bright pink hair, it's probably me. <laughs> right? I used to have longer right. hair and now it's a bit shorter, so don't get caught off guard. Whoa. But um, that's how the name Pinky kind of started about. I've had some form of pink hair since I fight fifth grade, and it's just slowly been getting more. My family's a very colorful family when it comes to hair. I was going to say, very accepting parents. Oh, yes, definitely. So that's how Pinky started, and then just this last year, I finally got my PhD. So I celebrated by calling it the Dr. Pinky. Congratulations. That is such an accomplishment. Very proud of you. So I guess I will call you Dr. Pinky now. <laughs> Pinky or Dr. Pinky's good. All right. Great. So next, uh, Paul, can you jump in and, uh, you know, it, and I have done my OSINT on each of you guys. So trying to figure out a little bit about you to you know, facilitate your introduction, but I understand you're a, a bit of an amateur uh, radio operator. So how long have you been at this particular trade craft? What got you into it and what's keeping you with that? You know, I wanted to get my ham radio license when I was in junior high, but I, I just couldn't find an M Elmer or an, uh, a mentor in ham radio speak back then when I when I was doing it. But finally got licensed uh, in 1986. And uh, uh, at the time, I was doing construction for a living. And I started building packet radio networks and doing frame tracing at night for fun. Uh, and did that for six years or more uh, before I finally moved professions and uh, started doing computers for a living. And, and I started that in 93. And that's all I've been doing since then. I, I work as a computer security professional at a uh, financial institution uh, that's regional here in uh, San Antonio. Cool. I've been there uh, 20 years. So is that any of your equipment for ham radio operation that I'm seeing in the background? No, this is what I'm going to be talking about at, uh, at B-Sides. I'm going to be talking about my PiDP11 that I built uh, that I heard about on the uh, podcast uh, Security Now. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Steve. Uh, he been following him since he wrote an info world in the 80s um, and uh, this thing is so cool uh, I'm gonna have four terminals connected to it and hopefully we're gonna play games like it's 1975 oh cool can't wait to see that I'm guessing it's Angband for the win <laughs> yeah okay right here over my head um, yeah so that's that's awesome now I, I understand there's three classifications of a ham radio license in the United States right yeah, there were more, but now it's just technician, general, and extra. And, and I assume you're... I'm an extra. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I used to teach, what I got with a ham radio teacher, I used to teach the beginning course for ham radio, and I actually wrote a study guide for it back in 2006. So that's where the radio teacher came from. Awesome, awesome. Great, so glad to have you on as well. Uh, Steven, you're up next, man. Well, hi there. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, an honor to be here, actually thrilled to have an opportunity to come on your show and actually share the love of B-Side San Antonio in any way we can. Because Absolutely. 
it excites us. So we want to share it. We're excited to do that. And uh, Joe, please. Yeah. So both of you, well, you have the rigs. It looks professional. Um, I understand you're also a podcaster. Now, yes. Paul, I, I want to go back to what you were just talking about. You had security now as one of the podcasts that you're a fan of. You know, I want to throw the love out there. So if, if you guys know of other podcasts that exist that are useful for folks, by all means, you know, yeah. let that be known. Yeah, That's I can't deep. wake up without listening to the Sands Internet Stormcast and, and daily yep. the CyberWire and even Tech Meme is, is a good daily to catch up with. So what I usually mentor uh, anybody starting out to definitely catch those on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Sands Internet Storm Center, it's in my, I hate to say this because I know I'm going to get beat up, but it's part of my flash briefing with Alexa every morning over my coffee. So, yes, I do have an Alexa device even though I'm in cyber. So just don't even go there with me but Stephen you're also a podcaster correct yes and yes I've had the opportunity to uh, I have a an on again off again love-hate relationship with my own passion <laughs> project called security endeavors Jack was kind enough to guest inter be a guest interviewer on that or interviewee on that program a few years ago and it still goes on I'm working on kind of re tooling the format a little right now, but I also participate in shows that are now on Twitch and some that are recorded in a more traditional way. So if you look up Grumpy Hackers, which is usually Wednesdays, it starts, I think, at eight o'clock central and also uh, Hackers with Bourbon, which is Lost Knowledge on Thursdays. You can sometimes catch me peeking in there if I'm not working somehow to help coordinate B-Side San Antonio with the crew. Okay, excellent. All right, and I guess just to round out the team, uh, so we've heard from Chelsea, Paul, Stephen, Will, you are up, sir. Now, I noticed you, you, you've you done a presentation on one of my favorite topics, and that's social network phishing, right? Uh, you did this at B-Sides a few years back. Your deck really caught my attention because you know anything that can bring Kevin Bacon and Vigo Mortensen together on the same side. Job well done, sir. So um, can, can we expect any more of this from you at this year's event or what's your plans? Uh, yeah, so I, I guess we'll beyond just having Kevin Bacon and Vigo Mortensen. Um, I really enjoyed putting that slide deck together because I got to talk about uh, Lord of the Rings in the context of, um, I guess, uh, graph theory. So that was fun. Um, I'm not planning on, I guess, having any kind of presentation this year at B-Side San Antonio. Um, been working the past couple of years to, to help, I guess, organize it, um, specifically in, I guess, the, yeah. the CFP and uh, speaker side. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be able to contribute in that way. You know, that is one of the unfortunate things that I have experienced myself being an integral part of some of these conferences and and user groups and such is when you're involved in the volunteerism aspects actually getting to partake or you know present at these events becomes very difficult right because you're there you're trying to help mentor you know guide whatever the case may be <clears throat> manning a reg table whatever the case and you're just you don't have the time to break away and go attend talks or even give them so that's unfortunate i was hoping maybe we'd be able to catch some more insights from you i i love you know being able to talk to people about the the threat model around social networks and how people overexpose themselves their organizations and stuff and you know it's just a great topic so i was hoping to hear more from that but Glad you're a part of the B-Sides event, helping put this thing on. So let's get to it and start talking about what it is, when it's happening, what you guys have done, what's in store for folks that plan to attend. And then we've got a very, very special guest who I haven't introduced yet, but we're gonna wait and I'm gonna spring that one on our listeners. So, um, in any order, whoever feels most, you know, interested in being able to respond, jump in there. Don't feel like, you know, you have to wait. Um, but from the B-Sides side, you know, tell me, what is this thing all about? How did it get started? 
you know, just kind of give me the, me and the listeners here, uh, an understanding of what B-Sides is. So I will jump in here and offer the thought. Someone recently put it to me that they saw B-Sides as kind of like Toastmasters for the information security set, which I thought was an interesting take on the concept. Hmm. But I'm only going to be able to pretend to explain the whole thing. I'll tell you about B-Side San Antonio, because I may not be qualified to explain the larger piece. B-Side San Antonio started in 2013 when Cinders and Ashes, her handle, it's Cindy Jones, uh, had gotten, I guess, cajoled into picking up the idea for a local event after having come from the larger event in another city. She took that on herself and built it from nothing and actually uh, corralled folks, got it moving. And then from 2013 to 15, she drove that bus and she made it happen. And it was fantastic. We were out at uh, Geekdom the first year and then the next couple of years we were out at uh, the, the satellite campus near, I think it was, I wanna say Brooks uh, base. And it was just an exciting thing to be a part of. I actually, that's how I got involved is because I got connected in a different city and then found out, hey, this person I met out there is, is putting one on here. I've got to find out more. So that was my, my kind of introduction to this thing. There's a little bit more of a story to it because there were these amazing lunatics that I ran into, if I back into the story. They were, a friend invited me. He said, you've got to come see these guys. I was in Las Vegas for a completely unrelated event okay i was there with family we were going to some convention about widgets who knows but i get this call and i'm supposed to run across town and help pick up a box i said you've got to be kidding why am i picking up a box what is this even i can't even find the website you're telling me about and i get out there and we pick up boxes and at the end of it i said what are these people doing there's a crowd of people running like loonies setting up a screen to cover half of the registration desk in this boutique hotel. And I'm not kidding, like if there were three spots, the screen took up two of them and the hotel was okay with this. They were setting up chairs around a water feature in the lobby of the hotel. And I'm like, what, where, how do you set this up? Where are the rest of the, the presentations taking place? And the answer was part of it was in a proper meeting room and the third track was going to be in the wedding chapel because of course it's vegas hotels have wedding chapels mm -hmm. so for me to get connected to these folks and say well how do i fit with this group and it turns out my audiovisual experience was the right fit because a volunteer was not available left an opening for me and i showed up with nothing and left with a badge and a new group of crazy people to associate with in a good <laughs> way that's, that's my version of that story, but there is a, a much better story that, again, I don't think I'm quite qualified to tell. Okay, so let's just break down because there may be some of the listeners that have no clue whatsoever. They've never heard of B-Sides. 30 second elevator pitch. What is a B-Sides event? It is a coming together of people in the community to help lift up the very same community. It is the opportunity to help you connect, not only with people who are like-minded, but those who run their own groups. So if you have a B-Sides for one or two days, this is your chance to come together, find one another, listen and hear views that are outside your own and partner with new people. It's a chance to grow in your own area or discover a new one. That's what it is to me. You come here for one day and hopefully connect up with other people for the rest of the year and then come back and share what you learned with us the next time. Right, right. And that and that's what it is. You know, it's all these, you know, short talks <clears throat> that people are able to, you know, share their learning experiences or insights or some new uh, project that they've been working on and, you know, doing it in a non-corporate type of event right so you know b-sides does have sponsors right that help make these things happen pay the bills and keep oh, the yeah. lights on and yeah. you know rent the hotels and provide food or you know whatever the case may be um but it's not like an rsa conference it's not like 
you know, DEFCON, you know, it's not like a big Microsoft event. It, it's right. like this intimate group of friends who walk in and out of rooms, listening to someone else share their wisdom, come out, and then you have the hallway cons, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's that, a, forgive me, cons themselves are a general movement, a social connectivity. But I would ask, if possible, if I could be so bold as to beg you to pull back the reveal so that we can hear the story the best way I think I've heard it told. Absolutely. I, I think you're right. Maybe this is a great time to introduce our surprise special guest. So folks, um, I, I'm truly honored to be able to introduce one of the co-founders of the original B-Sides events. Now, B-Sides today is massive and I cannot, I, I don't want to take away, but it is a global experience. We have with us tonight one of the co-founders of the original B-Sides, Jack Daniel. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join us. The floor is yours, sir. Thank you very much. It's great to be on with you and uh, and with my friends. It's uh, It's been an amazing journey. Uh, 10 years ago, about now, people were grumbling because their talks were turned down at uh, Black Hat and DEF CON. And uh, that was the year that thanks to uh, Jen Leggio, a lot of us had discovered each other on Twitter. Um, and so we, we started chatting, uh, that was before Twitter became the sewer it is now. Uh, we started <laughs> chatting and as often happens, uh, you know, a lot of people just grumbled. But what uh, some of us did was we looked at uh, who got turned down and kind of kicked around some ideas and in, in the background there was some grumbling that wasn't long after Dark Tangent Jeff Moss had sold Black Hat to UBM the big media conglomerate and they were um, I need to word this carefully they were uh, trying to figure out how to do this thing that, that Jeff had started they were trying to figure out how to be good to the community not being you know being a commercial organization not a community organization but still charge what they charge for Black Hat but need the volunteers, need the community. And I, I think they uh, it's fair to say they had some missteps. They were also trying to make it profitable and it was becoming commercial and they hadn't really found a balance of the commercialism um, and the content. And um, they had turned down some talks. We looked at them and a lot of the talks made sense. They just get way too many talks to take them all. But we, we saw a subset of talks that, that fell into, hey, that's interesting. And some of them were you know, interesting to 20 or 30 people, uh, Black Hat and DEF CON and, you know, RSA or any of the big conferences, they need to put hundreds or thousands of people in a room to justify the expense. Um, some of them were not quite ready for prime time, maybe great ideas needing some polish or some development. Uh, some of them were just things that weren't going to fit at, uh, at Black Hat, uh, even necessarily at DEF CON in those days. And so, group of us just got together and made it happen. Uh, some of the 303 crew led by Chris Nickerson uh, had rented a house. Chris had found a house. He said, hey, there's a room they use as a chapel. Why don't we have some talks in there? We'll just make this happen. And we ran at seat of the pants. We weren't trying to change the world. Uh, Mike Don, uh, Chris Nickerson and I were sort of the, the ones in the middle that co-founded it and, and led it as it started to launch. Uh, you know, Mike had been kicking around ideas to make conferences better in the security space, but we, you know, we weren't trying to change the world. We were just trying to do this one-off event. Right. And so we got together and the, and the talks were really interesting. There were things that um, were people that you know, uh, you know, H.D. Moore gave his first talk on Warvox at B-Sides Las Vegas, the very first one, but he had not had time to clean it up. It was in a state that uh, he, he needed to make sure there was no press there and nobody taking pictures. Right. If, if you scan the internet or if you war dialed the entire planet, you'll probably end up with some stuff on the screen that you shouldn't show to everybody. Um, there was one, I won't name the, the speaker, but somebody gave a talk on NAC, which is boring until you get to the last 15 minutes when, again, no cameras, no quotes. They name names. You know, if you're a Cisco shop, but you try to integrate Bradford, here's the lie both sides are going to tell you, and here's how you make it work. It was a real nuts and bolts, honest a uh, thing from a consultant who couldn't burn any bridges publicly, but could tell people how to get things done. Uh, the first talk ever was uh, Jay Cran, Jonathan Cran, gave a talk on what it was like going from being a, a pen tester to being a manager of pen testers. And uh, 
If any of you have made that journey, it turns out that it's easier to break stuff for a living than it is to manage people who break stuff for a living. You know, that's that's very valuable. And I'm sure there's, you know, dozens of people that would enjoy that talk again this year, but it's not gonna fill seats at Black Hat. Um, the most attended, most talked about single session was the one that uh, Sec Barbie, Aaron Jacobs put together on gender issues and information security. Um, you know, it was five years before RSA touched that and eight before Black Hat went into diversity. So it was what fits. We had fun, and it, but it was a one-off thing. And at the end, uh, people wanted more. They said, we should do more of these. And, you know, the conversation came to, well, what are they going to look like? How are they going to look? And I said, well, it's going to be relaxed. It's going to be non-commercial. Uh, we actually funded that first event with a handful of sponsors and a tip jar. You know, and from there it just took off. And I, I need to stop and say, here, you know, ten years later, uh, Black Hat found its footing. You can avoid the con the uh, expo area if you don't want to deal with all the vendors. It's a commercial event, but it's possible to just see the content and ignore the the trade show uh, circus. Uh, they've expanded dramatically the number of tracks they do and have uh, community stuff. Um, so they've they've grown dramatically. We just happened to kind of fill a void for a couple of years. And then it took off, B-Sides took off on its own. And, you know, the B-Side name came from, if you're my age, the 45 uh, oh, yeah. vinyl. You know, the A-Side got played on AM and the B-Side got played on FM, if you're as old as I am. But uh, we, we were originally a B-Side to Black Hat, but we realized we didn't want to be a B-Side to a specific event. We wanted to just be a B-Side to the mainstream. And so the second ever event was a standalone. The third event happened in San Francisco in 2010 during RSA. The fourth event happened 10 days later in February of 2010 in Austin, Texas. That was a small one and that, uh, you know, sparked some things. Uh, that one just celebrated their 10th event uh, yep, and did. it just accelerated it just accelerated from there and it's it's uh, highly decentralized everybody runs their own event with a pretty loose set of rules which come down to uh, don't sell out keep it open and keep people informed and uh, that's why it's been able to scale the way it has if the rules were too strict like some other events uh, it might not have fit in Myanmar uh, formerly known as Burma um, you know it, it might not fit in uh, across India it may not fit in uh, Bangalore as well as Delhi you know they're, they're different places the uh, Riyadh has a different cultural uh, view of the world than we do uh, San Francisco and uh, you know Austin are different places so um, it's relaxed, it's mellow, overarching rule is be good to and for your community. And from there, it, it took off. Um, we have crossed the 500 event mark in under 10 years. Um, when besides San Antonio comes online, uh, that will, uh, as it stands now, looks like that will be event number 520. Uh, this summer's 10 year anniversary in Vegas will be about 535, but the events are still popping in. <laughs> <laughs> if you look up at look Radio at Teachers View there, he's got yeah, a the, the A side is uh, Hard Day's Night by the Beatles, and the B side is, uh, let's see, I should have known better. Nice. Deep cuts there. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the, the short version of it. it. It's taken off. I have had the luxury for the past decade of having employers who completely support B sides, and uh, I get a lot of time. Uh, to do B-side stuff. I'm the only person who stayed involved at the global level from the beginning. And I've, that's only because I've been allowed the luxury because of the folks I work for. But I do most of the, uh, con you know, I do all of the, again, um, people that express interest in running a new event or conflict resolution or things. But, you know, really B-sides is, is governed by the, um, that's, that's too strong a word, governed. Uh, steered, you. led by the organizers of events around the world you know we've got a, a group that, that steps into those things and steers it but i do a, a fair amount of mentorship and guidance i spoke to 53 55 different people who expressed interest in doing a first time event uh, last year um, about a third of those came to fruition so we're adding 15 or 20 a year we're gonna cross 100 a year right now and some of them are a couple dozen people and uh, a handful of them are over 2,000 now. One of them is over 3,000 people. From and, a B-Sides event, that's amazing. Yeah, and you know, the thing is those, those that are a couple dozen people, 
may have a more profound impact um, sure. per capita than than the ones that have 2,000, 3,000, you know, 3,200, because they, they're in completely underserved areas. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of uh, non-commercial events where people can share ideas openly scattered around. But anyway, it, it came down to it just, it, it took off and it's uh, it gets steered gently, not with a heavy hand, it gets steered gently. It's highly decentralized and it, it runs. And, you know, uh, last kind of thought on that is we were trying to figure out what the magic was, uh, but we had interesting content. Well, that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Tends to be smaller venues, so people talk about it. So, uh, all right, that's, that's pretty cool. And if you uh, share interesting ideas and discuss them, you connect people and build your network. So that was, um, I'm not an English major, but I understand the, as a storyteller, I understand the value of the alliterative <laughs> triple. So that was content, community, and conversation was how I, I described the, the pillars of uh, B-Sides. That's I appreciate beautiful. that, by the way. And there's a fourth pillar that we realized, because if you do that, if you share interesting information and discuss it in meaningful and respectful conversations and build bridges between, uh, you know, build communities and strengthen communities and build bridges between people and groups, uh, you start to have a profound impact on people's careers. And the career advancement uh, takes off rapidly. We have a lot of success stories uh, throughout B-Sides events, large and small around the world. So. Those are sort of the, the what I see as the four pillars of B-Sides, our content, community, conversation, and career. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, and again, we're just honored to, to have you here and to share that backstory and the vision and, and, and what we have here. So if, I would encourage anyone who's listening, if you have never personally attended a B-Sides event, find one in your local area uh, like jack was saying you know there's what was it over a hundred that are being hosted around the world every year yep over a hundred a year um almost half of those are in the united states the united states is pretty well covered but latin america is growing and growing uh, first one in cordoba argentina is coming up i just got that um securitybsides.org is our um wiki that's a mess but I think anybody who's dealt with wikis knows they come in two categories. They have no information <laughs> or they have a ton of information and are a mess. Um, ours <laughs> is the latter. Uh, it's a mess, but there's a ton of stuff there. There are a couple of interesting things. If you want to know what B-Sides is about, towards the top of the front page, there's a link to uh, a collection of quotes, what B-Sides means to me. They're all uh, folks' uh, take on what B-Sides has meant to them personally. And if you want to get an idea of the size and scope, that front page, upcoming events are listed, but in the middle you'll see a, a calendar of events. You can actually pop that out, but that's uh, everything that we know about. And um, interestingly, there's a Google map embedded there. And if you uh, take a look at that uh, globe, it's fun to zoom out to the globe view and give it a spin and see where um, where B-Sides have been and are coming up so the uh, the planet is pretty well covered um yeah there you go yeah so the uh, green ones are new ones the question marks are people that have uh, set up um an initial call and have not necessarily come together and that's uh i'm a i'm overdue that's been a couple of months since that one uh, <clears throat> has been updated but as you can see uh western europe is pretty well covered um north america is pretty solidly covered um there are a bunch of people trying to get things off the ground in Africa um, and Asia is, um, we've made it into Japan. Um, China has not yet happened. The one in Moscow, uh, it's been some interest, hasn't happened yet. Um, but there are a couple of ones that have happened in Africa. Cape Town has been going on for years and years and it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, if, if you drill into any of these or Google the, the specific ones near you, um, you'll find they're, they're everywhere. A lot of them have uh, videos online. You can get an idea about it. Right. And um, yeah, that's it. That's, it's just magic. That's all. I mean, it's, you know, all we're doing is changing the world. Um, that wasn't <laughs> our goal, but at, at 520 events, by the time uh, the crew launches the San Antonio event this year, uh, I think it's safe to say that we've had some impact on some people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you've had an impact on my life and my career. So thank you. 
for laying that foundation and, and building what this thing has become. So speaking of things to come, let's get back to B-Side San Antone. Team, tell me, what do you guys have lined up for this year? Um, what are some of the offerings that you're planning or that have already been confirmed? You know, the villages, workshops, tracks, just kind of give our listeners a, a quick overview because this thing's coming up pretty quickly, right? June 8th, if I'm not mistaken. You are absolutely correct. It is June 8th at St. Mary's University and it is approaching faster than I care to admit. But I'm so proud of the offering that has come together through the collaboration of our community and the hard work of our volunteers and staffers. We have five current workshops. There actually are more. We're working to find placement for them. We've got cloud forensics, embedded systems hacking, a piece of curriculum called Pwned School, uh, which will help people get the good start, the worldwide of software, excuse me, the wide world of software-defined radio. Uh, an actual workshop I think you're a little familiar with called Small Business Cybersecurity, if I'm right. mistaken. Uh, we also happen to have multiple CTFs this year. We're working to make sure the Blue Team Village, who was out at DEF CON last year, is able to make the return trip. We've got a custom one, an IoT CTF by Miric. We've got another one that just came to us through a connection from the folks who put on Texas Cyber Summit in October, connected us with a group that's going to be in town, looked us up to see what was going on and saw that our event was the same week they were here. So they have extended their trip just so they can come and put on a CTF with us. We are amazed by this. Now, don't leave out the fact that we've got multiple villages from hardware hacking and learning how to solder to cryptography to see if you can solve some puzzles. There's oh, malware cool. reversing so you can take your first steps in understanding what that's about and how to figure out the details. This is also our first year for a podcasting village, live with a group called V Brown Bag that has its own podcast, which is meant to be a lunch and learn format. They are partnering with us to take folks who are want wanting to polish their presentations. They're gonna record them to an audience of a very small few to rebroadcast to countless people. And that's going to be in between sharing how you figure out how to podcast. If this is what you want to get your setup as, they're going to talk to you about what mixers, what software, what tools can you use to tell your story. And that's not all because we have community tables. It is important to us to find a home for all of the people who have found us. We want to make sure people are right. fed, get the attention and growth that they're desiring. So we've got everyone from the FBI and InfraGuard to Coder Dojo, a local group in San Antonio, CyberDef Dojo, San Antonio Hackers Association, and a bunch of other fantastic people. Even SA Youth Code Jam, we just confirmed, will be there. All of this so that people can get fed and find their tribe. It goes back to that. See, I like to quote Jack because I saw a presentation of his called We Stand on the Shoulders of Giants. He actually has, I believe it's shoulders of infosec.org, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a wonderful page that talks about the history of the folks that we learned from to get to be in a position where we are now. Mm -hmm. And so I like to quote that and say, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Sorry, yes, Jack? No, just uh, that's it, shoulders of uh, giants. It is yet another hideous wiki, but it's got a lot of information. <laughs> the, the people that got us here, I, I, hideous wiki is redundant. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, right. it, started as, it started as a single presentation and I realized, man, there's a lot of stuff here. And uh, um, yeah, it, it's been it's been interesting to see who got us here and, and where and especially some of the, the early hacker stuff, things that, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Marconi's wireless be, uh, being hacked and things like that. It's, it's a good dive back in. You know, so this stuff is actually very cyclic, right? You know, we go through these cycles and we are truly standing on the shoulders of giants and the, the infants of the next giants, they're coming up right now. Right, sure. and, and we've got to provide them the resources. We need to nurture them. We need to mentor these folks and encourage their continued career growth in cybersecurity. You know, and that includes getting involved with things like B-sides events or whatever you know conference they feel comfortable with. But do you guys um, have any suggestions? 
for those that are thinking about presenting or contributing a workshop or something you know will we talked about your presentation and how uh, i just i dug the deck alone right i didn't even get to see your live presentation but the deck spoke to me do you have any recommendations for folks that are just starting out and thinking about submitting a, a paper or a talk at an industry event like b-sides so yeah, I mean, I can take this opportunity to plug uh, actually our um, mentorship program that we have um, at Beside San Antonio. We've run this for the past couple of years. Uh, last year we had about 10 participants and this year again about 10 participants. Um, but it's really an opportunity for someone to take their um, maybe not 100% polished, maybe not 100% fleshed out uh, presentation and slides and um, you know, content and workshop that uh, with a mentor over the a few weeks leading up to the conference and then give that presentation on one of our main speaking tracks. That's awesome. That is. Um, okay. So with this, I guess we're, we're getting up right around the 45 minute mark. I do want to open things up to anyone from the audience, but before we do, let's just go ahead, give B-Sides one last plug. How can folks find out more information about B-Sides San Antonio? Uh, be able to register, connect to any of the workshops or other offerings for the particular B-Sides event there in San Antonio. And just, just what's the best way for them to be able to find all that information and get registered? What I'm gonna do is I'm going to lean out and tap on the shoulder of our outreach maven, the Dr. Pinky, if she's willing to share that information. Definitely. So the most up-to-date information is honestly our social media. Social media, we are currently on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just search for B-Sides SATX, one word. That'll get it to you. Please note on LinkedIn, we do have a group versus the actual like company page. The company page is where most of the updates are pushed now. The group is there for people to talk about things and isn't necessarily actively monitored. After that, you can check both the Security B-Sides website and our own website, bsidessatx.com. And those are updated. Um, you may sometimes see slightly different information till we get closer to and we finalize things. Currently, things are a little bit up in the air, so just try to keep an eye on social media for your latest information. Excellent. Uh, Stephen, anything else to add on top? Well, I would like to just point out that with the opportunity here for folks to learn about B-Side San Antonio, tickets, ticket sales online are still available through the 12th. If folks need to go take a look at bsidessatx.com, the link is there. And tickets will be available at the door. We do have to cut them off for the online sales. So we have our count for shirts and headcount to submit some orders and things. But we're very excited that I didn't even get to tell you real quick. There are four tracks, by the way. We have In the Weeds for Tech, Deep Tech, In the Clouds for theoretical and wider content, In the Beginning for introductory topics, and In the Thick of It is a custom career building track put on by Kathleen Smith, a good friend of ours from CyberSec Jobs who comes down every year to oh, host yeah, and run right. this. She does a tremendous job mm -hmm. working with community folks, teaching folks how to update and fix their resumes and how to polish those skills to be able to communicate with potential employers and recruiters. I could not let that go. And besides, since I'm just a little bit of a booby in there, I have to mention also we feed you because what would a B-side for <laughs> right. a chance if I'm the one in, who's got a, something to say about it, I want to make sure you get a buffet breakfast and a good buffet lunch. So you should be stuffed with food before you go get more information. And, ice cream. And well, we had yeah, an ice cream yeah. thanks to a, an amazing sponsor. Thank you so much for doing that, Duncan. And it's it's amazing when when things like that get to happen. But that's that's to me what what B Science is is a chance to get together, learning grow. You know, and it's um, a, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pinky. No, I'm so sorry. But um, one last thing is that we're doing a trial run this year of selling merchandise because we're weird. Last year we did a slight troll post on social media of favorite swag items. That's true. And we listed yoga pants, and I was the jerk who made it happen. Yes, you did. Reason, they were really popular, so now they're on sale. And there's a few other merchandise things available for everyone. And depending on how, yeah, depending yes. on how it goes, we'll keep it up next year. And we may be planning something else that we're not talking about yet. Oh. 
so I'm not the only one with surprises this evening. Okay, so as far as what we are just talking about, Carol, my lovely wife, had passed me this note while we were talking earlier about the ice cream social. So plans are it is all going to depend on timing of lunch versus the workshop that I will be delivering at uh, B-Side San Antonio with my lovely wife. For the first time ever, we will be co-presenting that small business cybersecurity workshop, helping our local business owners, you know, the small mom and pop shops, you know, with the corner coffee or, you know, whatever the case may be, some uh, local insurance sales person or, or whatever, uh, just how to be able to protect the bread and butter of our nation's economy, and that's our small businesses. And when you think about the fact that according to the FBI InfraGuard, which, you know, Stephen had mentioned earlier, I'm a huge proponent and a member of the, I gotta transfer my membership, but I'm still a member of the Houston chapter. Uh, you know, according to the FBI, 60% of small businesses that occur incur some type of cybersecurity event they will be out of business within six months of that incident. You know, we gotta stop this hemorrhaging in our nation. We gotta help these small organizations protect and defend themselves. It's part of giving back to our community. It is what I'm extremely passionate about and I'm so pleased to be able to do this first workshop um, that I've delivered uh, at a B-Sides event and to be able to have my wife <clears throat> be a co-presenter with that and we're actually going to use a real life scenario of how there was a, oh, wow. a business email compromise and it was a targeted spear phishing attack against carol who is referenced as bringing in their devices and going through things like vpns and you know secure browsing and everything else so i'm so excited for that but we are getting really close on time here. Thank you guys so much for everything that you are doing for B-Sides, the impact it is having on our community as a whole. And Jack, uh, I, I think with the rest of the guys, just want to give you a big round of applause for everything that you've been doing. So there you go. Okay, with that, uh, we'll open it up to any questions from the audience and see if we're going to be able to field those for you. So I am now unmuting all and you should be able to have uh, ready access to submit your questions. Carol, do we have anything in the panel? Not at this time, okay. All right, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and cut and thank everybody for their time this evening. We have a very interesting topic coming up for next week. Can't release anything right now. Still dealing with some uh, PR and um, that kind of stuff to be able to firm in the dates, but it's looking very positive for next week's special guest. More can be found out either through our website, which is cyberspeaks.com, or following us on social media. We are very social as well. I do not do Facebook and I refuse to bring any part of my organization, including this podcast into Facebook. If you want to know why, watch the documentary, The Creepy Line, and you'll get a better understanding of why I have that principle. But I'm a huge fan of Twitter. So you can follow me personally, InfoSec War. We are at war and we need to at Cyberspeaks Live on Twitter. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for this week. And these, I'm being told, don't forget about. If you want any of our stickers, be sure to catch up with me at B-Side San Antonio, June 8th, St. Mary's University campus. Be sure to register beforehand so we can get you in there. If not, I guess we're still doing tickets out the door. Is that right, Stephen? He's giving me the nod. I do remember that. Yes, from we do have tickets at the door. Thank you. Okay. Um, be sure, you know, register early for those workshops. Make sure you can get into those. I don't know what capacity is, but, you know, basically be sure you get registered. It helps these guys know exactly what they're working with. Um, so with that, we're going to go ahead and give one more chance for the rest of the presenters. Stephen, did you have something you want to add? 
I did want to say that the workshops are actually filling up faster than I expected. So if you want to, make sure you jump on in there using one of those registration codes. It goes faster than even I could have foreseen. And also as a note, workshops are going to keep popping up probably within the next week or two. So if you miss out on your favorite workshop, don't worry, probably maybe an even better one will come up. So <laughs> try not to worry. Again, social media, pester, me, I'll respond eventually. And you know what, folks, we have a great community in Texas when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, I, I believe San Antonio itself was just ranked as number four or five uh, best city in the country to be in this industry, right? But we're also so close to Austin, Houston, Dallas. You know, if you can't make it to this particular B-Sides event for whatever reason, scheduling conflicts, you know, get sick, whatever the case, you know, it's a quick two-hour ride road trip to one of the other events around our great state. And if you're listening from someplace other than the great state of Texas, be sure to check the securitybsides.org website, be able to see where there might be events near you or in your hometown. Support B-Sides, be out there contributing, be out there uh, just attending, soaking this stuff up. I cannot be uh, more passionate about it than I'm trying to be right now, folks. This is a great thing, and I'm really so pleased that you guys were able to take time and join us tonight. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I thank everybody for the time, and I will see you next week if you're joining us live in this broadcast. Thank you very much. Do appreciate it. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Cyber Speaks Live. Remember to visit our blog at cyberspeaks.com to sign up for our newsletter of upcoming episodes and special guest co-hosts. If you'd like to be a guest co-host or sponsor the show, please email us at speakup at cyberspeaks.com. That's all for this week. And as always, stay safe and secure out there.